Hello there, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like a serial killer, cold but consistent. Today on the show, I'm going to be talking to you about how to redefine your relationship to social media, and we're going to be using a metaphor related to a place that we've probably spent a lot of time in in our lives, the mall, and how the mall has kids, shoppers, and sellers, and uh, you can kind of figure out your relationship to social media through what I'm going to be talking about here in this video. What's going to help supplement this video is that I've got a couple podcast episodes that are kind of around and related to this topic. The first one being the social dilemma and accessing our shadow selves. The shadow part of ourselves is something that the social media algorithm tends to take advantage of. Not that it's some ethereal thing that's trying to harm us, but it happens to be something that it, the people who created these algorithms knows a lot about your personality. They know a lot more about you than you do. And uh, it's sort of messing with your free will. And uh, so that podcast episode talks about that a little bit and how we can start to take some of the power back for ourselves. There's also a podcast episode about introducing the idea of shadow work and how do we get started with that. And then there's a third podcast episode called The Open Sea of Truth and Opinion. And this is about understanding our relationship to things like Twitter and Facebook specifically that are more of an open ocean of people sharing their opinions, their ideas, and how we're all like ships in the ocean combating each other at, at about all sorts of things that are not really relevant to the things we actually deeply care about. Um, and if we do deeply care about things, then we can create our own island with people we care about to talk about those things and create safe spaces. And I don't mean safe spaces in like the, the modern um, uh, uh, snowflakey quote, quote unquote kind of way, but I mean just, just a, a space that is dedicated to something, a space that is free of attack for a while. So you can actually build your strength and uh, develop skills and kind of incubate in a way. So um, that podcast also talks about that. So this episode, is, we're going to be talking about redefining your relationship to social media in general. And I'm typically talking about Facebook and Twitter because those are timeline-based open platforms. Instagram counts as well. Um, and then maybe LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is a little bit more of a professional platform. They don't really have the same problems that uh, Facebook and Twitter has. So the first thing that I want to talk about as I pull out my notes and make sure that I'm on task here is let's talk about the three different types of people that show up in this mall concept. We're going to talk about the specificity of what it means to be in the mall, uh, what the mall looks like. But let's talk about the three different types of people that are roaming a mall in general in the first place. So the first one is the kids. The kids are just teenagers. They're hanging out in the mall. They're just kind of roaming around. They're hanging out. They're skateboarding on things that they should not be skateboarding on. Um, they're just hanging out, causing trouble, trying to steal stuff, um, or just like loitering with their friends, uh, trying to figure out all the back alleyways of the mall. They're trying to see what they can break, see what they can get away with, uh, see if they're faster than the mall cops, <laughs> you know, that sort of stuff. The, uh, you know, the kids are just spending time and hanging out and that's really all there is to it. Sometimes the kids get in trouble. Um, their parents drop them off and pick them up, uh, that allow them access to the mall in the first place. And, uh, they're just trying to be kids and probably shouldn't be blamed for it. 
The second are the shoppers. They're the people who show up to consume. They show up to, uh, to, to get something either specific or to roam the mall and just to, uh, to gain something from the experience, whether that's entertainment, maybe meeting up with family members, having lunch at the food court, or going into different malls and window shopping or different, uh, shops and window shopping, or, uh, just going to spend money and hanging out and, uh, uh, and not really running into the mall cops because they're spending time in a space where they're, you know, they're, they're fairly civilized, quote unquote, and uh, trying to, they understand the rules, they're abiding by the rules, and they're really taking advantage of the experience. They feel like they are, the experience is built for them because it is. The, the experience is built for shoppers. That's what a mall is for, to sell things. And that leads us to the sellers, which is the third sort of character here in this role, um, in these roles in the mall, the sellers are the shop owners. Uh, they're not only just the employees, which count in this metaphor, but they are people who own the stores, people who are trying to, they basically interface with the mall owner. They're making sure that they are complying to their own rules. Uh, the shoppers have rules to comply with too. And even the kids do, but the kids bend the rules a little bit more. The sellers are, you know, trying to, get their, their, their shop known by all of the shoppers, right? They want them to come to their store, spend their money in their place and, uh, and, and, you know, make a profit. That's just how that works. So let's talk about the mall itself. What is the mall in this social media metaphor? Um, actually let's talk about, let, let me go back a second. The kids, uh, the kids in the mall in terms of social media, are basically like the trolls. They are the meme lords. <laughs> They're the, the the young people on the internet that are just making things and being wacky and, and just trying to mess with things and have fun. They're the ones that are like dive bombing Zoom meetings, uh, quite literally. And um, they are uh, causing they're just causing trouble wherever they can and trying to get away with things. Uh, the shoppers are the Karens of the world and you and me. Sometimes we go on the internet and we are not only just browsing in the mall by wandering the stream, the timelines that we're wandering and occasionally met with ads. And sometimes those ads catch our attention and we buy something or we go on Amazon and we buy something or we specifically go searching for something that we want to buy through Google or something like that. Um, so we can be the shoppers in that sense. And then some of us are sellers. You know, I'm definitely a seller on the internet. I'm trying to get people to buy some of my courses, not getting to, I'm trying to invite you to, to buy some of my, my courses. If it's something that you need or join me for live Q and A's, um, uh, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are selling products and services all the time and they have their own relationship to the mall as well. So that's really what I mean by these three roles is their relationship to, you know, to the mall itself, the mall being social media. So how do we define the mall itself as social media? The mall is an open space. It's, you have free movement. You can typically go wherever you want and do whatever you want, but there are general rules, right? There are rules that are dictated by the mall itself. You know, you can't trash the place. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um, you can't, sometimes some malls are like, Hey, no running or whatever, or you can't roller skate in the mall, <laughs> uh, in terms of, uh, Twitter or Facebook, you know, they have their own rules about codes of conduct and, uh, what helps their bottom line. 
Um, and then there are some challenges with that, which we'll talk about as we get a little bit later. Um, so those typically are, um, those rules are typically backed by and cannot violate the constitution, the American constitution. And, um, there are similar rules for similar constitutions around the world, but, um, the, the rule set of the mall is backed by the constitution, meaning that, um, uh, it's to protect the, both the owners and the people, meaning that the mall owner can't just eject someone because they don't like them. And, um, again, we'll get into the trickiness of that, but, um, you know, you can get kicked out for violating those rules by the mall cops. So the rules are written based on general civil rule sets, which are basically the constitution. You know, don't be disruptive. Don't, um, uh, don't steal things. Don't cause a riot. Don't cause violence. Um, you know, don't do damage. All of that stuff is a general rule that applies to this mall. And the mall cops are what can enforce the rules within the mall. And in terms of Twitter, that means, you know, whoever the enforcers are on Twitter, the people who can ban people or kick them out, um, same thing on Facebook, you know, the moderators basically are the mall cops. <laughs> and uh, the mall cops are limited in their jurisdiction. You know, you can, uh, you know, they can kick you out, but you can still go somewhere else if you want to, or you can go back into the mall as someone else. <laughs> you know, it's, there's really no limits to that. Um, unless they catch your IP address and like keep searching for, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different ways, but you can still, there's, there's very limited ways for them to like physically, they can't physically ban you from the mall. Like they can't, uh, tie you up and keep you in a locked room <laughs> basically. Um, so, you know, you can, there, there are certain rules for certain places but you're able to leave and go somewhere else if you're being like harassed by someone in the mall or something like that. So if there's like the kids that are roaming and kids get into fights all the time, if the kids are roaming the, the internet or roaming this mall and they get into a fight with each other, um, you know, the mall cops can split them up. They can kick them out. They can do whatever they need to do. But ultimately it's also the shopper's choice to not engage in that or the seller's choice to not engage in that and not get caught up in, you know, the matters of the kids and uh, take a step back or decide to go to a different mall. You can go somewhere else or you can go to the other side of the mall and not engage with that person. That's the equivalent of basically blocking and muting someone. We have control over that sort of thing uh, of where we go because it's a free open place, right? So that freedom allows for that freedom and self-responsibility that if you're physically in a place and someone is constantly following you, first of all, you can tell them all cops, or if someone is, if you're having an altercation with someone consistently and having a, having trouble, then, you know, the first course of action is just step away from that person. Um, you know, so the equivalent of blocking them is just going the, to the other side of the mall <laughs> or something like that, or just ignoring them. Um, and, and they're not in your peer view. So, uh, let's talk about the next section I have marked here is that, uh, what is unique about social media versus a mall, an actual real life mall, um, social media is instant and always available. It's something that we always have access to, uh, at any moment of any day. And so it's like when you, you know, put your phone to your face first thing in the morning, 
it's like the equivalent of everyone in the mall, the chatter and everyone around you instantly yeah, being accessible to you. You know, you're no longer privately in your bed. You are wandering the mall of the internet. And that's one of the biggest challenges that we face is, is allowing that mall into our lives at any moment of any day. You know, sellers are trying to sell to you. Uh, shoppers are talking about the experience all the time, you know, complaining about the sell, what the sellers are doing or what the kids are doing. And then there are kids on the internet uh, saying all sorts of uh, things that are causing problems or trying to start fights or whatever. Like once you put the phone to your face, you are stepping out of your bedroom and into the mall. <laughs> and uh, I think that would suck if that actually happened. If you stepped out of bed and suddenly you're, you're in a crowded mall and uh, having to make that split second adjustment between being a person who is just pleasantly asleep and calm and then suddenly you're in a mall and everything's busy and some people are trying to sell things to you and uh, people are complaining about things and, and uh, yelling at each other and uh, <laughs> all sorts of stuff, right? You can see how that gets out of hand really quickly, um, you know, and uh, the, the algorithm itself provides a different kind of experience um, of shopping and, intera and interacting. It's more uh, dynamic and not fully in your control. So with like a physical mall these days, it's like you can wander the mall and you can go towards the store you want to go towards or interact with the people you want to interact with or go to the store, uh, the, the the restaurant and the food court that you want to go to. Nowadays, it's like you're on a treadmill in the mall and anything that the mall thinks you like is thrown into your face. Like, hey, do you want some... Uh, fast food? Do you want some clothes? Do you want some learning? <laughs> like, buy this, please. Or like, you know, someone complaining like, hey, this is not great. Don't go here. Or like, this person is an evil oligarch. Or like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. Or like, I love this thing. You should love it too. It's like all up in your face. And, um, you know, everything's just kind of thrown at you. And uh, it's kind of like Minority Report when you walk in and suddenly everything's personalized and uh, they can give you all of those little bits and pieces. And I'm not trying to demonize the internet. That's the, the algorithm is a, a powerful thing. I keep, I have it, the algorithm in capital letters because it's, it's kind of an entity if you can think about it that way. Um, I'm not treating it that way. I'm, I'm kidding when I say that. Um, but the idea here is that this, uh, the algorithm and the internet as an experience is different than physically being in a mall and understanding if that was affecting you physically in person, you will have a much more adverse effect to it. So the challenge we have is that the social media is as much as we can physically see it on the screen, it is a mental construct. So I'm trying to give you this mall metaphor to give something physical to this mental construct to make that connection between the world, real world and this sort of intuitive um, mental construct. And a lot of people aren't handling that mental construct very well because there is no equivalent or there's, there's no easy equivalent to the real world. And that's why I'm providing this metaphor. Um, so what's missing? Uh, mall cops and owners have too much power. 
And that's one of the challenges we're facing in the modern world with uh, balancing it out, right? So I mentioned the Constitution. I mentioned writing rules and all of that stuff. You know, Twitter and Facebook, they are basically enforcing things however they want to. Facebook uh, banned my website for a reason. They just said it was abusive. Somebody reported my website as abusive. I don't know what I said or why or what that person's thoughts were or if there's something I can correct or mend. Um, I've tried reporting it to Facebook to get it fixed, and I've gotten nothing. I've got uh, terrible customer service. I've gotten no uh, way to get my website back. And if I, as a person, as a consumer, as a seller, as a shopper, was protected properly by the Constitution behind, you know, backing me as a human being before the platform that I would have the opportunity to do something about it or more readily do something about it. Or there would be pressure on Facebook to make it accessible to do something about it and properly fix it. But as it stands, basically Facebook is able to make its own moral judgments. Twitter is also able to make its own moral judgments because it's not affected by, um, by the constitution as much as it probably should be. And, um, that's one of the debates that are kind of happening right now around, um, you know, something like the, the president being banned from Twitter. Um, and there are, you know, the basis of the first amendment, all of that stuff. And I don't want you to get distracted by that. That's not exactly what we're talking about here. Um, but the main idea is that, uh, is, is, is to kind of be careful when you're engaging on social media. You can assume that you have all of the same rights that you have as a person, uh, you know, wandering the street or, or in an actual physical mall. But Twitter and Facebook could kick you out for reasons that are not typical to an actual physical mall. Um, you know, the, the ideas of freedom of speech or other uh, amendments to the Constitution or other aspects of the constitution don't always apply in a clean way just yet. And that stuff's still being worked on. And I, I'm, I imagine we will get there. That's sort of a failing of four blue in terms of spiral dynamics. That's a failing of government to really catch up. But I, I, I suspect it'll get there. But what I'm saying is that um, is to be careful if you're trying to be a seller online, if you're trying to be, um, if you're being a shopper, uh, assuming that people can or will protect you, you know, it's more your personal responsibility than it is some other being or thing, right? It's not the government. It's not Twitter or Facebook themselves. It's not easy to completely trust that everything's got your back. And I know this sounds super cynical, but it's really it really ties into personal empowerment and it ties into the idea that you are responsible for your experience, that you have to block people or mute people that are affecting your mental health and affecting your fixation and keeping you coming back to the mall when you're just wasting time and not being an effective or, or uh, finding a sense of peace as a human being. Right? So that's why I've, I referenced this as a mall because the mall itself being able to see that when you go on the internet you're actually going somewhere you're not just in your room and on your phone 
It's like your mind is being transported into this grand mall <laughs> throughout the world. Um, so with that, I want to give a few words of caution that hanging out in the mall can be a waste of time if you're not doing it intentionally. So if you're just being a kid that's hanging out in the mall and you've got the time to do that, fine, have fun, do that. I did that in the early to late 2000s. I spent a lot of time on Newgrounds. Um, uh, I can't even remember a lot of the websites that were out there. Uh, E-Bombs World, you know, those are like, play, this is like the equivalent of the internet arcade, right? Just hanging out in the arcade and having fun. Um, you know, chat rooms were like that back in the day, although that was full of predators. <laughs> um, there are modern versions of that. Like TikTok is kind of the, it's, it's somewhat the modern arcade. Like you're just kind of hanging out and playing though. There's, you know, there's conspiracies and all sorts of other dangerous stuff there too. Uh, none of it is, um, safe on its own just yet. Um, but the idea is that if you're doing it intentionally, especially using this metaphor can allow you to do it intentionally as opposed to just doing it mindlessly. Right. So that really helps you to say like, I don't really want to be in this crowd of people. I don't really want to be spending my time fixated on arguing with people or uh, being surrounded by all this noise. So, you know, you're going to be interacting with all sorts of people. And I mentioned like kind of the treadmill and how like the algorithm is feeding you stuff, but the algorithm is also feeding you people that are going to challenge your worldview. There are people showing up that you would probably never normally hang out with or, or you would hang out with them, but not know certain things about them. There are people that I grew up with and a lot of us have probably experienced this people that I grew up with that I had no idea about their political views. I had no care in the world about certain things, uh, religious ideologies or other ideologies. I had no idea about any of that stuff. And then suddenly, you know, the internet made me aware and that made me judge them in a different way. And I didn't think that was fair. That was not something I wanted to know about my friends. I didn't care. That's not what I looked for in friendship. And now people are building bonds with people based on that, based on ideologies, which is dangerous in the long run. Uh, it's like cult behavior, but that's the challenge right now. That's the reality of the challenge right now is that you're going to face things that are uncomfortable. You're going to face things that challenge your worldview. And that in itself is a process of learning how to interact with people in, in a way that is uh, <clears throat> a little bit more adult. And is about responding, not just reacting. But it is, uh, it does suck that it's thrown at you. And uh, again, that's a personal empowerment thing. That's your personal decision to say like, okay, I don't really know this person. I don't need that energy in my life. I don't need that around. Um, and that can go in either, that's not about protecting your ideology. That's about protecting your mental health. Um, so for me, you know, after some recent events, um, you know, I try to take as much of a neutral stance on something as I can. And when you're constantly inundated with people's intentional um, hatred uh, one way or the other, uh, it's not, this is a bipartisan thing. It's not unique to any particular ideology. When people are being hateful and hurtful and just screaming in the mall, you want them to get kicked out, right? Uh, but there's nothing doing that right now unless it's at a mass scale and inciting something uh, that clearly violates the First Amendment. Uh, but still, the mall cops are the ones making the choices. 
and the mall cops are not reliable. <laughs> so you have to make the choice that this is not a place I want to be, or this is not a group that I want to hang out with, or this is not the part of the mall that I want to go into. Again, that's your personal responsibility. So you don't have uh, uh, government protection, right? You don't have, right now we don't have a, you know, in the mall, the mall cops don't know how to talk to the city police, basically. That's basically the equivalent of what's happening right now. So when something happens, you know, when you're reporting something, you're reporting it to a mall cop and the mall cop is like, they're going to make more subjective uh, choices than a city cop might, which would make less subjective choice, more subjective choices than like a state cop would, than a federal cop would, you would think at least. Um, but they're, they're getting closer to the constitution is what I'm saying. And as you get closer, you're going to be able to get more support as a, as a person. Um, but right now that's just not the case at all. So, um, that's really the point is that because of that, I'm not debating whether or not that's true or the nuances of that. I don't, I don't care. Um, the idea is that if you are engaging in this place, that it's basically a space that you have to manage your involvement with it yourself. And I'm writing that point home. So, how do we start to improve our relationship to social media through this metaphor? So like I said, you can start blocking and muting people as they start to affect your mental health. If there are things that are keeping you coming back to social media and you're feeling like addicted to it and it's invading your life, that may be because you're allowing people into your sphere that you would not normally allow into your life in person. It's like some random stranger showing up in your house and starting to debate you about things that you're opposed to or things that are, um, that are, that are angry and unconscious and persistent and prevalent and just, just being thrown in your face when you're trying to get a moment of peace, you are in charge of your peace. And, you know, it's also a way to think about how you manage your time. You know, do you need to get to work right now or do you need to go to the mall? You know, if you, if you need to go to the mall, then be at the mall. If you need to be at work, then be at work, put your phone aside, put it down, put it on the charger, put it somewhere else, uh, turn it on silent, you know, whatever it is, like you don't need to, you know, think of, think of, uh, even if you're in the mall and you're listening to music and, uh, streaming music is like being in an internet cafe in the mall, right? Like that's fine or you're, uh, doing a, uh, a chat with people you work with online. Like those are more dedicated, intentional, focused uses of the internet. But if you're just streaming, uh, uh, you're, you're scrolling, especially doom scrolling the timeline on Twitter and Facebook, then you're just, you're just sitting in the mall, people watching and pointing out how people are jerks or, uh, fighting with anyone that walks by. Like, you know, it's like, it's like sitting on a bench in the mall and someone walks by and you're like, Hey, nice shirt, buddy. <laughs> and just kind of like messing with them. Like, is that a good use of your time? <laughs> right. So, you know, only go intentionally when you need something, when you need to do something, when you need to engage with something, you need to learn something. Uh, that's the hard part about the internet is that it's such a mental concept 
and you can mode switch so quickly. You can go to a bookstore, to the food court, to the arcade, to the cafe, all in mere moments and come across any random number of people or any ideology or any concept and overhear people talking out loud and people interrupting your conversations and you're interrupting their conversations. And it's a chaotic mess. And the reason it's a chaotic mess is because there's no delineated lines. There's no way conceptually to, for the person to know what they're actually experiencing in reality. So this mall concept is a way for you to conceptualize the little details of what it is that you're actually doing on the internet, right? So uh, we don't have skeuomorphism anymore as a design uh, concept. And that used to be the separation point, right? Like uh, iBooks and uh, Apple Music and all of those things used to look more like those physical spaces. Now it's more conceptual, esoteric. And we have to remind ourselves what those spaces actually represent and how we can better use those spaces and block people or... Um, protect ourselves from conversations or people that we find are not good for our mental health, keeping us from being productive, uh, keeping us from uh, a sense of peace and living the best life that we can. So that's really it. So as I'm approaching the 30 minute mark uh, and my camera is going to die. So I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching these videos. If you love this video, please like and subscribe. I mean, even if you just like this video, that would be cool. Uh, hit the bell icon to get notified when these videos go live because there's somewhat of a consistent schedule, but it's not always the same time. So you never know when something sparks interest and will show up in your inbox. And then also we're starting to do live Q and A's towards uh, the middle of the month. I just did one last week. The next one is going to be February 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern. So join us there for that. And uh, there will be some special announcements coming during that. So bookmark it, set a reminder, join us when that comes. And um, dopamine.life, if you want to check out other articles, podcasts, our premium programs. Uh, and if you sign up for our email list, you as an INTP will get a free ebook, but then you can also join our Mighty Networks private group through that email list. So go ahead and do that if that's something you are interested in. So, um, and when I say interested in, uh, someone who is serious about personal growth and uh, wanting to connect with other INTPs and uh, gain some additional insights from me. So, let me know what you think of this concept. What do you, do you resonate with the mall concept? Does another idea come to mind? Is there, um, does this reshape or help you rethink about how you approach the internet? I would love to know in the comments below. Let me know your questions and uh, that's it. So I'll uh, take care of yourselves and each other and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya. I'm Gabriella and um, I had a profiling session with Christian. If you are on the fence about this, I can't recommend it enough. I've been into MBTI for about three to four years now and 
when I tell you that what I learned today made up for um, three years of guesswork. I really mean it. Um, Christian uses your own real life examples in questions that he asks you and um, lets you know how your stack, your cognitive functions work together based on the answers that you gave him. Um, And that's something that you can't find in a book or online. He gave me his undivided attention and expertise and knowledge for two hours. um, And it was more than I could have hoped for. Sign up for your own one-on-one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today. This has been a C-Note Media Production.